Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, joined by my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. We knew, uh, if you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. The easiest way to remember is to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Also share this with a friend on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how a few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in the hands of more leaders just like you. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, a quick shout out to our friend Max for the new digs. The new digs. Uh, Man, this is a beautiful spot right here in Lakeland. We're so grateful to be in this spot. And it's going to be exciting. If you're watching on YouTube, we have a... We actually, yeah, like normally everything we do is sarcastic. Yeah. We have a beautiful view. It's like a beautiful we literally view. do have it's, a beautiful view. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Caleb and Matt as well for helping us get this set up uh, all good and great. Uh, it also looks like a green screen when you look at it. It's not. It's That's real. Oh, we're really here. Yeah, we're really here. It's not a green screen. This is a real place. <laughs> Some episode. With, with real we'll people. Keep, we'll keep filming you. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll go jump in that lake. No, this I'm not jumping in that lake. There's I've seen alligators <laughs> in that lake. I'm not getting in that lake. Uh, Some would say. <laughs> Say that this is the same source in a new spot for oh, a new season. I love it when people S- quote me back to someone me. Someone would say that. Wouldn't that be great if someone did? I just did. Someone did. did. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're in episode 140. You've titled this a standalone. You've titled this the user experience. Oh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Get going. Let's so today we're going to jump into, this is actually a, a teaching I did, a talk at one of our all staff gatherings. Oh, cool. Just kind of some stuff we were going with right now at Highland Park, some things that I felt like we need to focus on yeah. that we want to make available. And you actually weren't there. You I weren't on vacation. Not. So this is brand new so content are, to VJ. <laughs> so I want to start with a story. So um, I've heard this incredible story of Steve Jobs. And I know like the myth and the folklore and everything else. Let me share the story. Then I'd like to break it down just a bit that um, he had kind of released a group of software engineers to write a DVD burning program. If you can remember back in the day, like people used to burn DVDs. Oh yeah. No, not always legally burn DVDs. <laughs> we could share it like that. Uh, Back in the day of Napster and LimeWire and whatever else you might have used Going on the old CD site. Metallica didn't like them. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so they were creating a DVD burning software. And the way this, the story goes is that this group of like eight to 10 software engineers came into his office. They had this huge, thick booklet of the user interface, the experience, all the features, all the tools. And it says that they were about halfway through their presentation. And it says that Steve Jobs just gets up, walks over to his marker board, and on his marker board, he drew a circle, and then he drew a square. And he looked at the team and he said, what they're going to do is when they put in a DVD, the DVD is going to come up on their home screen, this circle, and they're going to take the circle and they're going to drag it into the square. <laughs> and that is all it will do. <laughs> and instead, they just like sat there, like books are like pages and pages of features and tools. And just like, what about this? That's great. What about, what about that? And he goes, no, no, no. They're going to take the circle and they're going to drag it 
into the square. It's amazing. And this is just kind of like a side note. I think I think one of the things that gets lost is Steve Jobs. People like, I've read so many books on him. I've watched the movies on it. I think it's amazing. But it gets lost in the say that like, oh, he was this as a manager. He was this. Or we get lost in the sense of technology. And I th- think the genius behind all of it was that in the midst of the technology, he understood the need for simplicity within it. It's crazy, yeah. And this is one of the quotes he said. He said, some people say, give the customers what they want, but that's not my approach. Our job is to figure out what they're going to want before they do. Wow. Which I I love that sense of like, hey, he's not into... customer surveys, give me your feedback. Would you? And I think there's a spot for what'd you think of this? But he said that people are really, really bad at knowing what they want. Yeah. They, they know what maybe their present need is right now, but we need to, we leaders need to anticipate what they're going to want. Similar Good. quote by Henry Ford, where he said, if I gave people what they wanted, I would have given them a faster horse. <laughs> so, so today we're jumping into this idea of the user experience. And here's, here's just kind of what I shared is to say, I believe that we have three tendencies. We have a tendency to begin using technology for the sake of technology, not because it aids our purpose. That's good. Then we go, oh, there's this new feature. There's this new tool. And we automatically go, this is cool. Like, this is neat. So we should use it. And to go, no, 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 no. Not, not is it cool. Does it aid the experience of the person who you are seeking to serve? Second tendency, we begin crafting, this is more ministry side, we begin crafting services, or you could put in here, creating content for theologians Mm. or for experts instead of for those who are seeking. We, We end up doing things to impress peers instead of those that we're actually here to serve. And the third tendency, and I think this is the one where we all run into a run on, is that we begin designing systems that make our job easier instead of systems that make connecting easier. And, and this is so difficult because I would say it like this. Uh, one of the systems I got the opportunity to share uh, with a bunch of pastors just this past weekend on an assimilation system, helping people connect into the church and what that actually looks like. And, and I think the difficulty is there is to say, I no longer know what it feels like to be a guest. But I do know what the workflow is like on the collecting information, connection, following up, taking notes, placing them where they need to go. Like all those pieces, I know what that workflow is like. I am not always aware of what it's, I'm not even going to say I'm not always aware. I am unaware of what it's like to be a guest. Right. And so it becomes easy over time for me to make my focus creating a system that makes my job easier instead of the purpose that I'm about actually better. And here's the, I think here's the beauty of it. And I just want to touch on this, especially from a ministry side is we're not the first, <laughs> like we're not the first people who have struggled with this. Uh, one of my favorite passages of scripture is in Acts chapter 15. And what has happened in Acts chapter 15 is up until really just slightly before this point in time, everyone who becomes a Christian had previously been Jewish. And so they still had all of the Jewish customs, rituals, religions. There was Jesus now at the center of it, but it wasn't always clearly like discernible. This is where I'm Jewish, which was my old religion. And this is where I am actually a follower of Christ, which is this relationship that changes everything. So all of a sudden, people who aren't Jewish begin to know Christ. People who aren't Jewish accept him, are changed, and begin to follow him. And all the people who are Jewish go, 
well, don't they need to be Jewish too? Like we're Jewish. Don't, don't they have to go through what we go through? Don't they have to do all these same things? Yeah. And in this hilarious moment, hilarious moment, in Acts chapter 15, James, the brother of Jesus, you can find this in verse 19, stands up and says, I have decided, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles, for the non-Jews, who are turning to God, which I think is profound yeah. and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is just the sense of like, why did that need to be said? Yeah. Like, why, why did that have to come out to begin with? But it did. Yeah. And, and we have a tendency, even though we are leaders and we're called to serve our people, even though we work in organizations that are called to serve people, whatever it is, you're in business, you sell a product, you do whatever it is, ministry, you're here to serve people. That's what it's meant to be about. And the tendency is, is we come far more focused on making our life easier and our life simpler or showing how smart we are or how showing our expertise in an individual moment instead of staying locked in focused on how does the user, how does the customer, how does the person who's walking in the first time, the person who we are here to serve, what is it like for them? And are we obsessed about our experience or the user experience. Yeah. I'm believing that Steve Jobs read James and that's why he began to choose to turn Apple that way. That's what I'm believing let's for. Just, that's, yeah, sure. Let's just say that's the case. That's exactly what happened. Good job, Steve. Um, but there is something to that, right? I mean, oh, yeah. something happened to James for him to actually say, no, we've got to, we are making it way too hard for people to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. The easy question is to say, why? But the better question is to say, how are we going to actually not do that? Yeah. So what are those things that we're going to have to see in the as, as we move forward, as organizations move forward to see how do we make it easier? What are those things? How do we accomplish this? Yeah. Let me give you a let me say one thing that's just sure. well outside my notes. Uh, sometimes I, I listen to tons of sermons. Yeah. Okay. Just constantly. It's just what I've always done. I love hearing different communication techniques, stuff like that. There's this pattern that keeps happening that I always wonder for the pastor. I go, who are you addressing? Yeah. Are, are you talking to all your fellow pastors? Oh, that's good. Who are going to maybe watch this back online? Probably are going to ignore it. But are you talking to the fellow pastors to try to impress them? Are you only talking to the person who wrote you an angry email? And it's just like this weird thing that sometimes I would like the messages get in these weird spots. And I just think in that moment, who are they thinking of right now? Because they have someone in mind. There's someone on the opposite end of that message who they're intending to give it to. And it's not the person seeking God. (laughs) It's not the person looking for him. And I just think that's such a weird thing when we get lost on who we're actually serving, who we're speaking to. That's good. So let me give you four keys. Okay. In the form of four questions that I believe should help keep us locked in on the user experience. And V, after these, if you want to add anything, feel free, jump in. Cool. I'll let you hop in. Um, And so the first one is this. When you're designing a system, you need to ask. Designing a system, set of procedures, policies, whatever that is, you need to ask. Does it make it easier for us or those we are serving? Is this making our job easier or is it making what they're seeking to enter into more, more simple, more, but is it making it better in some way? 
Um, we are starting, uh, we've talked about this some, uh, when we were at B-Hope, we had this class, Hope Unleashed, at Highland Park. I'm really excited. We're going to unleash this class, unleash this class called Claim, Woo! coming up in October. That's going to be exciting. It's going to be different. Can't it's going to serve a similar purpose in Can't terms wait. of how it connects people. Yeah. Uh, but it says, like, I want every single person who serves at Highland Park to go through Claim. Yeah. But I will not make them. Right. It would be easier for me. Like, it would be easier for us if we just had, like, a simple check, like, hey, have you gone through claim? Yeah. If you haven't, nope, sorry, you can't surf. It would make my life easier. Right. But it is not necessarily what is best for every, and I, th- I believe it's best for a lot of people. Right. But I don't know. Some people need to get in to, the, like, the nitty-gritty of it right. and see what it's like before they have that foundation built. Yeah. And so I'm not going to make something mandatory, obligatory, because I don't know if it's best for you. Right. Even if it's easier for me. So first, when designing a system, does it make it easier for us or those we are serving? Anything? Uh, There's just that part of me that says, man, this is something that everyone, no matter what your job is, deals with. Yeah. Right? It's the effectiveness versus efficient. Right. It's not the goal to be super efficient if it's not effective. Efficiency went through the roof. Right. Effectiveness. No one signed up. Right. But it was really easy. But (laughs) this is a bad choice. It's gotta be it's gotta be both somewhere. Yeah. That's a that's a good and and so could we acknowledge like if you can have a system that is fantastic for the user experience and easy for your workflow, do that. Great. Right. But I, I love Generally your language. Doesn't lay there. Let's not make the sacrifice of effectiveness for the sake of efficiency. Good. Second key, when you're utilizing technology, when you're implementing and understand technology could actually be like a like digital, what we typically think, like cameras, soundboards, websites, social media. It could be those things. Technology is any advancement, any tool that you use. So we could yeah, even say when utilizing a tool, a program, yep. a program another church did, a class, an idea. Right. When utilizing technology or tools, ask, is it cool or does this actually aid our vision. Is it cool or does this actually aid our vision? Um, part of my training for pastors this weekend, um, they had gone through some different books and stuff like that on assimilation. And those things on assimilation are everything I have ever read on assimilation is so strong on get people's information and then plug them into a process. Yeah. And it's like, so you need the connect card, you need the membership, whatever role, thing like that. You pass the folder down the aisles, you get their information because you can't do anything if you don't have their information. And to say, it's a tool. Like getting information is a technology. More important is a connection. More important is to communicate value. And so to say, like, I think we can go so overboard church-wise on trying to collect people's information so we can plug them into the process so they'll feel valued yeah. that we miss actually making a meaningful connection right. in the moment, which is the far more valuable thing. Yeah. Can, can we talk about that? Like, yeah. How hilarious that is just to go like, you're right here before me. Yep. Instead of asking, how'd you get here? What'd you think? How are you doing? Can I pray for you in any way? 
Yeah. Instead of doing anything, I shove the connect yeah. card and insist that you fill it I out. I cannot <laughs> talk to you before you fill out this yeah. card. So Once then, you sign the dotted line, then we can speak. Well, it's even like I said, like, <laughs> I need this card so that I know how you're doing, how you got here. <laughs> yeah. and I'll ask you, is there any way I can pray? I can't ask you now. No. I'll ask you a week from now yeah. when it's part of our process. <laughs> That's funny. When utilizing <laughs> technology, is it cool or does it actually aid our vision? Yeah. Third question. When changing an environment, okay, when you're shifting the look or feel of something, so important for churches, ask, am I tired of it? Are they tired of it? Or have I become blind to something I never should have? Let me say that say again. Say it again. When changing an <laughs> environment, the people in the back. am I tired of it? Or are they tired of it? Yeah, so what good. have I become blind to that I never should have? Uh, two quick stories. Um, one. Used to always, we've sat in service planning meetings together for like five years now. Six. Six? <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I missed my anniversary. That's yeah, right. It's good. Um, You're good, man. One of the things that we always say is we just go uh, for band, for worship leaders. I understand you have listened to the song, practiced the song, yeah. and then Sunday morning. Are you tired of it or are the people tired of it? Yeah. Because just the moment that you're tired of it, they're just starting to get it. Yeah. We've yes. heard that before, yep. but I think that's an important note. Uh, the 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 story I always tell about that. Caleb is, was looking at me with the big guy, eyes yeah, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> judging you uh, in, in the most <laughs> friendliest way. Yeah. Um, the the one story I always tell is the the guy that's the uh, San Francisco Philharmonic, the conductor. I love it. Which is just a great story, right? Where he just says, "Hey, you've been playing this same these same notes over and over for 180 straight days, all traveling around the country." He goes, "I can see where it could get a little monotonous." Here's what you do. He goes, you find that person that comes in. You look at their big eyes coming into this theater for the very first time. You find them and you play for them. That's awesome. And I was like, man, it doesn't matter what you're playing at that point. You're doing it for that person to engage to what we said for number one. Was it number one? What was the number one? Right. The person that we're talking to. Who are we serving? Yeah. Same concept. Yeah. And I, I think so we talk about when we're switching environments to say it as let's not switch it just because we're bored with right. it. Okay. But the other side of it is to say we can get used to things we never should have gotten used to. That's good. And um, I shared with our team when we went through this, uh, our first dog, Tucker, uh, chewed off the arm of our couch. I did not say he chewed the arm of our couch. I said he chewed off <laughs> the arm of our couch. I think that's funny. Like it turned like into a chase lounge. It was, <laughs> like, it was crazy. Like we got home and we we're like... How uh, did this? And he's like tiny. He's like, sorry, 30 pounds at the time. Yep. But uh, we got used to it. Like after a week, like first I was mad. <laughs> I was mad for a week. But then you're used to it. It's just how your furniture is. We were just married. We couldn't afford anything else. And so there it was. Uh, but as soon as guests came over, I was embarrassed. Yeah. As soon as people who didn't always live in our house were there, I was very aware of how our couch with only one arm <laughs> looked. Right. And to say when you're looking at the environments, it's really easy for you to become used to what you never should have gotten yeah. comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, that's both sides of the coin there. So that's great. Fourth key, wrapping it up. I believe this is so important. This isn't a question, but I believe that we need to stay relationally connected. This is for those in ministry. We must stay relationally connected to those who are disconnected from faith. Yeah. And then don't do what they said, do what they really need. Yeah. The, the person who's an outsider seeking God is not necessarily going to ask you to lead them into baptism, yeah. to 
to, to pray for them, to intercede on their behalf, to anoint them, all these other things. If you're not church context, come to church. You learn about some of this stuff is about, but that's what they really need in the long run. But we cannot do that. I'm not saying you cater to every preference of the outsider. That is not the case. But if you're not relationally connected, you won't know how to serve them. It's so good, man. Uh, we are actually out of time today because this was content was so, uh, I mean, there's a lot here to dive yeah. into. If you had to wrap up the entire episode 140, the user experience, because I think someone's going to catch something today that they needed to catch, yeah. what would it be? Know who you serve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. You yeah. don't serve a board. You may have to like, you may have to keep a board connected. You don't serve your peers. Yeah. You, you may want to impress them, but oh, all those are stupid reasons for why you do what you do. Know who you serve. That's good. And then do things to benefit them. That's it. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review, or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. Send that to us. We want to know how this is working in your life. We're so grateful for you every week. And uh, remember, everyone has everyone. 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. <laughs>